Make sure you serve the Lord with all you have. Don't act like you hate the Lord and claim that you love the Lord and claim you're saved and you're not. Serve the Lord with all with all of your might. Do everything you can do for the glory of God while God allows you to live. What I have learned uh, from the Lord is that if you spend your time serving Him, He'll spend His time taking care of you. And that is a fact. Go back to the BC one page. See what's happening now. Okay, uh, Daniel Ezekiel, hit the volume button. Uh, go ahead and click it. Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. You don't need to do anything else right here. Testing one, two, three. Testing one two three. Okay. So everybody can hear me and see me on Gospel Light Society Evangelistic Ministries, Gospel Light House of Prayer, Black Christian News, uh, and Daniel Ezekiel. Go ahead and put it on Urban Christian News and International Christian News as well. Uh, my directors and my producers, all three of you, please send me a thumbs up on the sound and the sight. And let me know. Uh, give me a thumbs up. And let me know where we are. If the devil is not busy in your family, then you are probably not doing anything for the Lord. And, uh, and if the devil is not busy in your family, working, uh, you are probably not going to do anything for the Lord today. So, Make sure you do what God wants you to do. Whatever he's called you to do, do it with all of your might. Don't let your wife hinder you. Don't let your husband hinder you. Don't let your children hinder you. Uh, don't let your parents hinder you. You do God's will. And as I told you earlier, if you make it your business to serve God with all of your might, he will make it his business to give you the strength to do so over and over and over again, even when you feel tired. Ladies and gentlemen, 
ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus our Lord, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. <clears throat> and to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic, service family members, my beloved. Uh, this is Daniel White the third, son of Daniel White Jr., uh, the most loving man I ever met outside of, of course, Jesus Christ, and that is on this earth. And uh, he's in heaven now. Lord willing, I'll be up there soon with him and my brother. And uh, I am the president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible episode if you will, 590, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint, this unique arrangement allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true non-fiction story and to see the unfolding of God's word and plan in history, in the present, and in the future. And today, beloved, we are reading Proverbs chapter 10, verses 22 through 32. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22 through 32 shall we all pray if you're with me don't listen to me pray i'm going to pray as god leads me and yes i'm going to continue to pray for my family and i'm going to pray for yours too but i'm going to pray for my family uh first and pray for other christian families and other families that don't know christ and I'm just going to pray as God leads me to pray, and I'm going to pray the way God wants me to pray. Uh, I am a firm believer in every season of life. Now, you hear me well. If you are a born-again child of God, God is going to give you a certain prayer. Now, you have the liberty to pray other things and, and add to it and so forth. But in every season of your life, God's going to give you a certain prayer to make sure you're covered. You understand what I'm saying to you? Everybody has a prayer. Yeah. You can pray the Lord's Prayer. That's the Lord's Prayer that He taught you, which is really the disciples' prayer. He, he wants you to use that as a guide. You can pray the whole thing if you want to, but uh, when I pray, I use that as a guide. 
and and I include certain parts of it in the prayer that God gave me to pray. See, do you hear what I'm saying to you? I want you to understand that. If you are a born-again child of God, God's going to give you a prayer that he wants you to pray. And he wants you to be faithful in praying that it may be for 500 days. It may be for 1,000 days. There's certain things you need to be praying for. Because you have a certain, you have a certain, you have certain kinds of devils that you got to deal with in your family and in your life. And they have, they have, they're different devils than mine. Okay? They're things that God will put on your heart to watch out for that you need to pray about. Regarding your family and your situation and even your life. Okay? So when I, when I pray, Lord, deliver me from temptation, evil, and sin, I'm only talking about one thing. Fat, beautiful women. P-H-A-T, fat. That's my temptation. My wife's uh, temptation and uh, besetting sins are pride, stubbornness, and rebelliousness. Which includes lying and lying to her husband and stealing from her husband, and stealing from her children and lying on her children. Yes, sir. Uh, she has done these things for years. So she says, she says to me that she does not have the temptation that I have. She she's never been tempted by a man in her life. But these are her temptations. These are her sins, and you have yours. You have yours, and you need to pray about that. Don't be shocked. Don't be shocked at my temptation. That's the only temptation I have. If, if I go down, it's going to be a fat, beautiful woman. That's my temptation. It's been my temptation all of my life. You say, have you ever been tempted by a man? Hell to the no. Excuse me. Dr. Evans, excuse me, Dr. Russell Moore, I love you, and I appreciate you. I know you don't want me to talk like that. I appreciate it. I, I no, sir, no, ma'am. <clears throat> One day we were out soul winning in front of the NCO club after I got saved. We were fired up and ready to go. Walter Lake, myself, we were out there. That, you know, the, the NCO club used to be our stomping ground. I mean, we were up in the club before I got saved, running women. And we were out there witnessing across the street from the NCO club, passing our gospel tracks. And I, 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 I tickled uh, Walter Lake, who was, you know, a stern, strong, you know, man like I am, and and he, he cracked up with a homosexual. That was my first experience with uh, a homosexual. A homosexual man, I was passing out a track, and uh, a homosexual man came by, and, uh, and uh, I gave him a track. Walter Lake was right beside me, and, uh, and he said something like, Oh, okay, you people are Christians? And some, some kind of a little homosexual twisting and turning kind of a way. And I, I, I said, uh, yes, yes, I was so stunned by the homosexual, I said, yes, 
Yes, I am. Just like that. In a very military fashion. Very stern fashion. To let this joker know. Get up here. Take the gospel track. Get saved somewhere. But get up out of my face. And Walter the lake fell out laughing. <laughs> he said, I never seen you talk to somebody like that. <laughs> uh, way back then, that's, over, that's almost 40 years ago. I mean, it's 40, over 40 years ago. And so he, he cracked up. He, I mean, belly laughed. I mean, he was so taken aback by how I, I dealt with that joker. Uh, but, uh, so no, no, never in my life. I've never had that thought in my mind, ever. And you shouldn't have that thought either. So that is my temptation. Beautiful, uh, voluptuous women. If I go down, that's the reason why I'm going to go down. My wife's temptation is pride, stubbornness, and rebelliousness. She says she has never had that temptation to be with another man other than her husband. And, uh, and, and, and but now what is also grouped together with pride, stubbornness, and rebelliousness, which is witchcraft, and the Jezebel spirit is lying, dishonesty, and deceit. She has lied on me. She's lied on her children lied in front of her children about uh, little minor things uh, which is just unnecessary but what will but brings the question up if you would lie about stealing my cake out of the refrigerator and stealing my cashews when my daughters had to come running to me and tell me that you were stealing my cashews you say your wife was stealing your cat yes she's done that and, but I thought y'all were married. No, aren't you supposed to share things like this? No, 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 no. <laughs> we don't have it like that. See, if we had it like that, it'd be fine. And, uh, but the, the situation is you need to ask for, uh, she, my wife has asked me. Because I'll be looking forward to having my cashews while I'm looking at uh, the news or whatever in the evening when I'm relaxing. But those are her temptations, which include lying and stealing. And so, uh, uh, you have to pray for your wife and your husband and your children. Because, see, all of that bleeds down into your children. Yes, yes, I, ha I, I, I have two children who had a little problem with stealing. Well, f really four. A little problem with stealing way back when they were younger, and I had to break them of that. That come down evidently come down through their mother, because I haven't stolen anything in in 42 years by the grace of God. Now I used to steal some things uh, before I got saved. I guess they got it from that too. Uh, I told you about the time I stole some beer. We didn't have any money. Me and my gang we went in the store, just walked walked in and walked out years ago. And uh, uh, so uh, they got it honest. Well, I know, I know you, sweet evangelicals, and you, and you know you people are in trouble. You don't like stuff like that. You don't like for people to be transparent and open. But I do thank God that uh, the people at church leaders—they're starting to realize the value of that. We don't—we don't want to be shocked anymore about your marriage falling apart. And 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 uh, you're falling down with falling 
down to the ground with Sylvia and you have a girlfriend on the side and we saw you on a uh, Ashley Madison we don't want to be shocked anymore uh, just tell the truth on yourself and all you pastors who drink wine every day with your meal or once a week or anytime you got you got your stash of wine at your house or in your office and you tell other people that wine drinking wine is wrong and you want them to uh, think you are a teetotaler and you're not you need to stop lying wine is a blessing all of you theologians know that yes there are warnings but there's warnings about eating too much too you glutton you'll be better off if you want to be a glutton to drink a little wine to, to help you stay alive longer you liar that's right, I'm calling you a liar to your face. Got your wife and got other people going down to get you some uh, Patron and wine and even hard liquor. A pastor, this, uh, pastor just got fired for uh, being a drunkard. Out of control. Good mind. Good mind. And, 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 and uh, was having uh, an impact. But we have people in our families and in our churches who don't need to drink because they're, they're drinking to get drunk. And if you got a mama or a daddy who's a drunkard, then you're going to end up being a drunkard too. Probably, in most cases. You don't need to touch it. If you got something going on on the inside of you, that you want to always get high, that, you know, there's something like that going on uh, in the church today. You don't touch anything. But if you can enjoy a glass of wine with your meal, that's one of the great blessings of life, my friend. And everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. But things have gotten out of hand so bad with people coming from hellhole families and drunkard families. Pastors just want to, you know, they, they try to be safe and keep everybody from doing that. And that's fine if that's, if that's what you want to do. But don't lie on the Bible. Don't lie on God when he gave wine as a blessing. But he did not give some of these other things you're taking, these drugs. This pastor got in trouble for drunkenness and for taking some pills, uh, medication. It was given to him for pain or whatever, and he kept on taking it and, and lying about it and getting it. And now he's in trouble. They fired him. But anyway, my beloved, you pray as God leads you. you got, everybody got demons they got to deal with in their family and listen to me very carefully you better learn how to pray for your family members and your friends nobody's going to pray for your family and your friends like you right here put that down move your hand down there's, let, there's none on that that's fine let, let your hands hang down don't lean on that you have family members that you need to pray for until the day you die. And some of you have family members that I don't know if God's going to have you praying for them while you're in heaven or not. If he will let you, you should. Okay? Because there are some generational curses that come down the pike, buddy. 
you got people who have a spirit of augmentation and anger and bitterness and resentment. It has nothing to do with their childhood, but it comes down from their grandmothers and their grandfathers. And it comes down from their aunts and uncles and, 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 and friends. Uh, devilish friends they hang around. Evil communication corrupt good manners. And parents, as long as you have done your job and you left it all on the field, God will make it turn out all right. However, your children are going to have to go through some things and learn things the hard way. Okay? Some of you parents go running after your children because you didn't do a good job when they were there. And and now you want to uh, create uh, this kind of continuation of family kind of a thing, uh, you know, uh, like they're still at home with you. And that's the wrong thing to do. So you got to do your job when they're there. And then you have to pray for your children and let them be them. And they're totally different people than you are. Okay? And, and if you've done a good job, then they're going to go through some things because they're going to test the waters. They're going to yield the temptation. They're going to uh, fool around with gutter people. And sad to say, many of these gutter people who are low down, no good devils who want to mess up your child, they're in the church. They have met, listen to me, especially especially some of you women folk. See, some of you women folk, you have messed up your life and you have soiled your life and you've acted the whore and uh, been around town and been around a while and uh, have done evil in God's sight. You know, God gave you a husband, but you, you, you ran him off uh, because you were not worth the flip as a woman, as a wife, and as a mother. Don't get mad at me. And now you see a young, beautiful, pure, uh, virgin girl. You want to defile her. And you got some men that you want uh, her to get with. Because you want her to mess up her life just like you, you devil. And there, and there's some pastor's wives like that. Thinking that they're going to get back at somebody because of his preaching or whatever the case might be. And you ought not to be that way. You ought to be trying to help people to stay pure and to get married in a godly manner and fashion. And they ought to want that themselves. But what happens to many young people today is that they go to the, uh, uh, the lowest level. They have a tendency. They, they don't want to hang around people who have done right and have uh, done godly. Uh, they go to their basis uh, uh, nature. And they, they start running with people like that. Uh, and foolishness and doing foolishness and evil and so pray for your family pray for your children God has given you a prayer and he wants you to pray that prayer you can pray the Lord's prayer if you want to you can pray other things and ask for other things but there's a base prayer that I believe God gives every child of God at different stages in their life. He'll, he'll change the prayer. 
He will lead you in the prayer. And if you let him, he'll give you the strength to pray, even when the devil and the world and flesh and Negroes are messing with your prayer life and trying to block you from praying. Okay? So, let's pray. Holy Father God, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Prepare us, Lord, for good days and bad days. Prepare us, Lord, for for tragedies. Uh, pardon me, Lord. Prepare us, Lord, for celebrations and tragedies. Prepare us, Lord, for weddings and funerals. Prepare us, Lord, for life and death in every way. Lord, help us to be sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful. Lord, in the American way, it's all about having fun. Everybody wants to have fun and, and be happy-go-lucky and so forth and so on, not understanding that's not what life is about. Lord, this is why you tell us all to be sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful, and you give us enough fun and joy and peace and cheerfulness to live on. And so, Holy Father God, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word, for your love, your mercy, and your grace. I praise you, Holy Father God, and you have taught me to say I, because many people don't pray when uh, they should be praying. And I have stopped saying we, for the most part. Uh, And so, Holy Father God, Uh, I pray and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings. Not only now, but down through the years. Lord, thank you for bringing us through by faith miraculously and mercifully. And uh, Holy Father God, Thank you for the millions and the many and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. Thank you, Lord, for a fantastic morning in spite of the devil working. Thank you, Lord, for giving me sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil, and the demons of hell, even working through my own wife, Marika White, all only designed to try to hinder me from preaching your holy gospel and your holy word. It's been this way for over 34 years. And I thank you for the privilege to be able to pray for it openly and honestly as I have prayed for her and prayed with her down through the years and as I did this morning. Help her, Lord, to see this as a warning. Help her to see this as Uh, a chance for her to truly lay aside her pride and repent of her sins and get saved in a real way. 
and in a real sense and start bearing fruit. I praise you, Holy Father God, and I thank you for blessing me to raise all seven of my children with my wife, Marika White, by myself. And I thank you that uh, the things I told her to do and insisted that she do, uh, she did them uh, for the most part, never on her own. Uh, even to this day, I have to tell her to do what she is supposed to do on her own. And so, Lord God in heaven, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, have your Holy Ghost to not give her rest until she comes to know you as Savior and to repent of her sins and to become the godly Christian woman you have wanted her to be for years. And all of, as I have told her, all of her children are gone now and she cannot get those years back. And Lord, as you know, and as you have shown me, and as I have seen, you are now having me to be honest, uh, rather to be open about these things and transparent about these things. She could have done this without this happening, uh, but it has fallen out for the good of other people. For this transparency and this straightforwardness about this, uh, she may not like it. Uh, but it is for the good of hundreds and thousands of others that they would never make that mistake uh, and, and waste 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32 years of a life of not loving and caring for her children. Lord, help no mother do that. I thank you for giving me the strength and the grace and the power of your Holy Spirit with ease to handle that and to deal with it. It's only, your, it's only by your grace, and I give you the glory, praise, and honor for that, for you know everything that has happened from the time we met until the time uh, of this morning. You, have, you see the evil that is in her and that she does uh, behind the scenes and um, and I thank you for that and I pray that no wife would do that uh, to you to her husband or to her children and I pray that they will learn their lesson that they need to some of them need to come home and spend and spend time with the children get out get out of the rat race and leave the job because the time is going to go extremely fast and once it is gone you can't get it back uh, she would she wouldn't uh, she told me recently even yesterday she would like to uh, tell them uh, good morning I love you or good night I love you or something but she never did it on her own for all of the years they were here out of pride, stubbornness, and rebelliousness, and I told her it's too late. And so I pray that she will get saved and repent and get her heart right with you. And I pray that other women in the church would do the same, uh, lest you uh, give their husband permission to do what I'm doing. And so, Holy Father God, I pray 
that in the name of Jesus Christ, you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. Lord, as you know, I had to tell her several times, even this morning, get thee behind me, Satan. And Lord, I am well aware that our sweet evangelicals uh, do not like to hear this kind of truth and this reality and this transparency. Uh, but that's the problem in, our, in the church today. People have been lying for years, covering up stuff, hiding stuff, and then we hear about them in the funny paper, paper and it's too late. Everything is destroyed. Uh, help everybody to realize, uh, Lord, that uh, we are still married. Neither one of us are thinking about divorce. Uh, and I have asked her many times uh, if she wants to leave. Uh, uh, and if I've also told her that if she's not willing to obey you, and obey your word and obey me it'll be better for her to leave be better for the ministry and better for me and so uh, and even at that uh, uh, it doesn't have to be a divorce uh, but uh, if she is not willing to truly become a saved person and lay aside her pride and act like a saved person here uh, not only in front of other people, but behind the scenes, and show the proper respect and obedience and uh, so forth. Uh, and as she has said to her own mother and to her aunt, in front of her children, that she's the one at fault. She has finally at least come to grips with that, that she's the one at fault, not my husband. I am, and all the children know that as well, uh, but some of the ch children are getting caught up with uh, feminist, devilish women who are trying to perpetuate the lie of the sweet evangelicals that uh, the women are to be put on a pedestal no matter how much of a witch they are. And Lord, I pray that they would come back to their senses and uh, come back to the Bible as well and do what the Bible says. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of her life once and for all, out of the lives of people in my family. Break this generational curse. It is a demon spirit and it has a hold on my wife and is gaining a hold on even a few of my children. And so Lord, I pray that you would open their blinded eyes, unstop their deaf ears, and Lord, help them all to truly examine themselves and come to know your Savior and uh, to remember your holy word and to live by your holy word. And so, Lord, I do pray today 
uh, that you would give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil, and over the demons of hell. And uh, uh, I do pray that you would rebuke and bind the devil, his demons, and his hosts, Lord, from uh, our family and all other Christian families that name the name of Christ and all other people. Lord, so that they can come to know you as Savior. And Holy Father God, I do pray that for those of us who are saved, deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, and to do right, and to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. And uh, Holy Father, uh, God, we do pray that you will help those of us who are saved by your grace to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you our first love. And uh, Holy Father God, we pray that you would save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving, and morning. And Lord, help us not only to pray now, but Lord, uh, and I thank you for leading us to pray earlier today. And I believe that's the reason we had such a productive day, even though the devil is fighting and uh, working uh, through my wife to try to hinder this service and the service to follow, as has been the case for over 34 years. And uh, Holy Father God, I uh, pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for those preachers and those people who are trying to serve you and do it the right way who have to deal with a similar demonic spirit from hell because this is a reality as you have told us that we need to put on the whole arm of God for a reason. We need to be sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful for a reason. Uh, and uh, we need to pray without ceasing for a reason. We need to pray always for a reason. We need to pray a continued instant in prayer for a reason. We need to take heed to your parable that you gave that men ought always to pray and not to faint for a reason. So Lord, uh, help us to take your word and to take you seriously and help everybody to realize who is saved that we are in a spiritual warfare and battle. Uh, it's not a little cute walk in the park. And so, Holy Father God, uh, none of us should be surprised at these things, for you made it very clear, Lord, that my greatest enemies and all of our greatest enemies will be they who are in our own household, our own flesh and blood, our own kin, our own family members. And then, Lord, when you raise up a prophet, as you have, in, uh, you have done with me, uh, you have made it very clear that a prophet is not without honor, save in his own home, among his own kinfolk and family, and so forth. And so, Lord, I thank you so much uh, from uh, rather for separating me from all of that foolishness so that I can uh, tend to the business that you have called me to do. And uh, Holy Father God, I thank you for those family members who support me and who stand with me 
very wonderfully and very lovingly. And I pray that you'll bless them for doing so. And Holy Father God, I also pray that you would uh, lift our burdens, those of us who are saved and serving you, our cares, our worries, and our anxieties, our troubles, our problems, and our fears. And Lord, we pray that you deliver us from uh, all of our distresses and afflictions. For those of us who are saved everywhere, deliver us from all of our tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests and tensions. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would deliver each and every one of us also from all spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, family, financial, student loan debt, student progress problems, and Lord, deliver everybody, especially your people, from a housing crisis, food crisis, medical crisis, and utilities crisis. Lord, help people who cannot buy furniture for the house to move out of the house and to move into something they can afford and so that they can uh, be in a situation where they're not struggling and um, barely making it. Lord God in heaven, help people who are driving a car and paying a $700 car note but they can't buy, drive to the grocery store and buy any food to get rid of the car. Uh, Lord, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you'll help people with the quickness humble down uh, at this junction and at this point. And uh, because things are worse, things are getting worse. And so, Lord, uh, I pray that people would not jeopardize their lives for the almighty dollar. Uh, for the coronavirus is going up, up and up, and people don't want to say anything about it because they want to do the American thing, uh, the American way thing, and uh, go gung-ho and do the happy talk when these are not happy times, uh, and we're the ones at fault. So, Holy Father God, I pray that you would bless and protect Lord, my family and all other families that name the name of Christ and all other people, protect us, Holy Father God, from ourselves, our flesh and the devil and from the demons of hell and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church and evil people in the world. Place, Lord, upon us the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the blood of Jesus Christ, Lord, help your people to have a, a little talk with you, uh, just like, Lord, um, I don't feel like exercising. There's a part of me that does not feel like praying, but I, I do love how I feel after I exercise, and I love how I feel after I pray to you. So, Lord, help people to see it in that light. That sometimes we have to do things we don't feel like doing that are absolutely necessary. 
and how that once we do them we feel better about uh, things and have a different perspective on things and so Lord uh, we pray that you would glorify your holy name lift up your holy son the Lord Jesus Christ save that soul that is nearest hell revive uh, every Christian and reclaim every backslidden Christian. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus. Proverbs chapter 10 verses 22 through 32. Ladies and gentlemen, Brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and uh, the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. And it is God's Word whether you believe it or not. The blessings of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. It is as sport to a fool to do mischief, but a man of understanding hath wisdom. The fear of the wicked, it shall come upon him, but the desire of the righteous shall be granted. As the whirlwind passeth, so is the wicked no more, but the righteous is an everlasting foundation. As vinegar to the teeth and as smoke to the eyes, so is the sluggard to them that send him. The fear of the Lord prolongeth days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. The hope of the righteous shall be gladness, but the expectation of the wicked shall perish. The way of the Lord is strength to the upright, but destruction shall be to the workers of iniquity. The righteous shall never be removed but the wicked shall not inhabit the earth. The mouth of the just bringeth forth wisdom, but the froward tongue shall be cut out. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked speaketh frowardness. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for our time together around your holy word once again. And Lord, I praise you and I thank you for how you speak to our hearts from your holy word and how you remind us of the things that so many of us have forgotten. So Lord, help us to be not only hearers of your holy word, but rememberers of your holy word and doers of your holy word. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for sake. Amen.
Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, family members, service family members, my beloved. Uh, this is Daniel White, the third of Gospel Light Society International, with the Scripture and the Sense podcast number 986, where I simply read the Word of God, the Holy Bible, and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source, such as the Bible Knowledge commentary or and or the Matthew Henry commentary or some other reputable commentary or study Bible. This podcast, my beloved, is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 8 where it says Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim of this podcast, therefore, is that through the simple reading of the Word of God and the giving of the sense of it, the church would be revived, is my prayer. It is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and that the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath of God for our wickedness and our sins that we have, many of us, gleefully committed against Him. And that day is coming. And it may or may not have anything to do with this day. I personally believe that this day has been brought upon us by the wickedness and the evil in the church. According to Dr. Tony Evans, the problem is in the pulpit. Preachers have not preached what they should have been preaching. And so the pews don't know what's going on. It falls on us. And Dr. Lee Robinson said, everything rises and falls on leadership. Today we are reading Malachi chapter 3 verse 13, but before we do that, are you saved from, you say saved from what? Saved from hell. Real talk. Oh, I know that's not, uh, it doesn't have any place in our modern times and days. Oh, but it does. Very much so. One of the things preachers have failed to do is preach on hell. If every preacher would preach on hell and and show it from the Bible, all of these sins that people are thinking about doing and doing, they they would not do them. That alone would solve a whole lot of problems right there. Preachers preaching what Jesus Christ preached. 
and we were supposed to be the salt of the earth, but the salt has lost its savour. We have preachers today who don't even preach the gospel, they just preach stuff for the fun of it, I guess. You don't preach just to preach, you preach with a purpose. And sad to say, many preachers need preaching too, themselves. Are you saved from hell, and are you saved to heaven? If not, why not? Is it because you have never heard how to be saved from hell? Is it because you don't want to get saved from hell? Is it because you don't know how? Well, well, dear friend, here is how. Understand, first of all, that you are a sinner. You have willingly and no doubt sometimes ignorant, ignorantly broken God's Ten Commandments and God's laws, such as lying, stealing, lusting after people and things, lusting after their bodies that God created. Remember, it's not your body to lust after. God created it. He owns us because he created us. How about dishonoring and disobeying your parents? How about dishonoring God by taking his name in vain? You don't have the right to take his name in vain. You don't not you don't have the right to be talking about, oh my blank. I, I, I'm not going to say it. You don't have, you don't even have the right to be talking about OMG. That's disrespectful of God. You're calling his name in vain. You, you, uh, movie stars, you now you, you put Jesus in your cursing. If you don't hurry up and get saved, you're going to hell. This is Jesus, blank, Christ stuff. People, you better, you better watch your mouth. People who commit adultery, have sex with another man's wife, have sex with another woman's husband. Yes, and all of you swingers in the church and you nudists people in the church... All of y'all are going to hell too. Because you're committing adultery. You're living in adultery. And your man will pimp you out and prostitute you out so that he can do his homosexual mess and in hopes that he will you will not tell on him and so you won't tell on he won't tell on you and all this kind of foolishness from hell. Uh, homosexuality is an abomination sin in God's sight. You will go to hell for that if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and repent. You will go to hell for all of these sins if you do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and repent of your sins. You say, well, preacher, I don't like you and I don't like that. Well, it's tough, but I, got, I have to tell you the truth whether you like it or not. It's not my message. It's God's message. It's Jesus' message. I never wanted to preach this message. 
because I never wanted to be a preacher. So I'm not, and when you see me up here preaching like this, you can rest assured it's God. I never called myself at all. I would have never done that. At all. I'm not up here for any money or any show. Everybody who knows me knows that. I'm up here because woe is me if I preach not the gospel. God called me to preach it and he wants me to preach it. And I guess he wants me to preach it every day. Because I've been doing it for nearly every day for over seven years. And, and I have, I feel no ways tired. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every last one of us from the Pope on down, the Dalai Lama on down, Joel Osteen on down. Very nice man, but he, he's a sinner just like the rest of us. We all have sinned. Even Dr. Tony Evans is a sinner. He'll tell you that. All of the great preachers you know, all of the holy men you know, they're sinners. We're all sinners. All in the same boat. And the wages of sin is death. The payment for our sin, my friend, is death. We are all going to die. You know why we die? We die because of our lying and our stealing and our lusting after people and things, dishonoring and disobeying and disrespecting our parents, and disrespecting and dishonoring and disobeying God Almighty. Uh, you're going to die one day because of your adultery, your fornication, your homosexuality, and on and on. All of our sins, and most of us, if we have reached the age of uh, 18, 21, thereabouts, we have sinned grievously thousands of times in God's sight. Thousands of times. And God said in the Old Testament, I am angry with the wicked every day. Why? Because they sin against me. And some don't even give it a thought. But you will give it a thought in hell, my friend. For Jesus Christ uh, preached on hell more than any prophet in the Bible. Jesus Christ preached on hell more than any uh, apostle in the Bible. Sad to say, Jesus Christ has preached more than the millions of preachers. He has preached more on hell than more than the millions of preachers who have lived over the past 100 years. Jesus Christ is love. God is love. But he loves us so much he's going to tell us the truth about our situation. You understand? That's love too. See, that's where we miss it. You know, we, we've lost that. We think love is giving everybody a cotton candy and a candy apple and taking them somewhere. That's not love. Love tells the truth and speaks the truth. Here we have millions of people going headlong into hell and no preacher to tell them you're going to hell. They're going to hate your guts in hell. I'm going to tell you that right now, preachers. They're going to hate your guts in hell. They are going to call your name out in hell for not warning them 
about that awful place. Awful place. Jesus Christ said repeatedly, where the fire is not quenched. Where the fire is not quenched. Where the fire is not quenched. is like you're going to be thrown on the trash heap of sin. To be burned forever and ever. And you're going to suffer forever and forever. You are going to be tormented and tortured. You think I get some kind of joy out of telling you this? I don't. I wish you it was like you wanted to be. That you can just do all of this dirt against God and sin against God. And be evil as the devil and be a hellion and then go to heaven. But that, that's not how it works, my friend. We don't even have that on earth. We have death row on earth. Sinners who control that and who are over that and who determine who gets on death row. I have news for you. You are on death row right now. And so am I. We just don't know when you're going to die. See, that's one of the tragedies about death. You don't know when you're going to die. But today, my beloved, you can walk into a grocery store and get your head blown off. You can go to a 4th of July parade in, in, a, in, in a Norman Rockwell city. Huh? Where, where mostly God's chosen people live. What are you talking about? And have your little child's head blown to pieces. Dead. You can go to a little elementary school and you're there teaching the little children and having the time of your life and come out on a stretcher dead and the children too. Huh? You don't know when you're going to die. But it is appointed unto you. It's appointed unto man once to die. But after this, the judgment. You, you're going to meet God's King, God. King Solomon told you that. The wisest man who ever lived said, you can do what you want. You are a free moral agent, but I do want you to understand everything you do is going to be brought into judgment. Everything. Every little lustful glance behind the wall. Every uh, time you looked at pornography and masturbated, looking at an image. And those of you who are pedophiles and you're trying to pervert children and so forth, there's a lower hell for you. Oh yes, there are degrees in hell, my friend. And you're going to bust hell wide open. Go ahead with your bad self. Just understand you're going to meet your maker. Prepare to meet thy God. Get your house in order. And do it today. Because tonight is not promised you. I double dog. Hear me well now. You going into you can go into the movies and come out dead. And in 
hell because you will go to hell instantaneously to use the words of Oliver, Dr. Oliver B. Green. Instantaneously. You'll, you'll go straight to hell. Or you will be judged at another time, but you're going to hell right now, just like they'll take you off the street right now and put you in jail and then judge you and then put you in prison. Okay? So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shall be saved. Hell is bad news. But Jesus preached the bad news. We don't have any preachers preaching the bad news and people don't know they're going to hell for their sins. They're lusting. They're whoring around. They're whoremongering around. <clears throat> jumping in, in and out of bed with every Tom, Dick, and Harry and uh, Sue and Betty and Laura. You're going to pay for that. Either you're going to pay for it or you're going to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who has already paid for it. The songwriter said he paid it all. All to him uh, I owe. Jesus Christ said the most powerful, most loving, and most important words in the history of the world to get your soul saved from hell, my dear friend. Jesus didn't die for nothing, man. You hear me? Huh? Do you hear me? Oh, I know you would like to hear real sweet and nice and dandy and uh, with some sugar on top and ice cream on top. Uh, it's time out for that. Time out, okay, because you know you're not getting that. If they're even doing that. Jesus Christ said the most important words in the history of the world. People all around the world. Red, yellow, black, and white were all precious in God's sight. We may not be precious in each other's sight. We're precious in God's sight. Uh, do you not know that the U Ukrainian people are precious in God's sight, and so are the Russian people? White people are precious in God's sight, and so are the black people in God's sight? Okay, so don't forget that now. God wants everybody to get saved. He is not willing that any should perish. That's the reason why we're still here, because he's waiting for you people to get saved. We don't have enough preachers to preach the gospel to people now. Nearly 60% of the pastors have quit. You picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille. Okay? For God so loved the world, Jesus Christ said. For God so loved the world, that includes you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's good news. Because your sin is bad news. And going to hell for your sin is bad news, very bad news. It's the worst news in the world. Huh? So this makes it... This news here, the best news in the world. This is your main problem here. That Jesus has already solved. And one day it will be too late. So today is the day of salvation. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shalt be saved. 
Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for all of your sins. Yes, your fornication, having sex with people you're not married to. Your adultery. Men and women having sex with people they're not married to, even though they may be married. Eyes full of adultery. Homosexuality. You're going to hell. I want you to see. You got pastors who don't, they don't want to tell you that. They will agree with you, homosexuals, LGBTQ, queer people, that's, that homosexuality is not a sin. That does not even make sense. Adultery is a sin. Having sex heterosexually outside of marriage is a sin. What you do is not only a sin, but an abomination according to God. And I'm here to tell you, and God loves you. God loves you. I'm going to tell you you're going to hell if you want to continue in that. You're going to bust hell wide open if you don't get saved and quit that. And Jesus will help you quit it. He has helped others. He can help you. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. Pray and ask him to save you. Call on his name. It is as simple as that, my dear friend. You don't need to be anywhere. I, I, I want to wait till the coronavirus plague is over so that I can go to a beautiful, ornate church and do this. You know, I want to make it official in church. Have, getting into a church building has nothing to do with your getting saved. Nothing. Did the thief on the church go to the cathedral to get saved? No. I mean, the thief on the cross, did he go to the cathedral to get saved? No. He got saved dying on the cross. Uh, Jesus, the greatest soul winner of all time, said today, thou shalt be with me in paradise. <clears throat> so you might be in your bedroom, as I was in my dorm room in the Air Force, December the 19th, 1979, when I got saved. Today, Jesus is all about today, right now. Do it now. Today, get saved. Today, hear from Jesus. You are going to heaven when you leave here. And get that peace now. Get your eternal life insurance policy right now. Thousands of people are worried about life insurance. Getting life insurance. Thousands have it. They can hardly pay for it now. But they have it because they're concerned about dying one day or somebody else dying. You hear Jonathan with the 995 plan every day. Life insurance policy. Well, I'm here to give you the eternal life insurance policy signed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, free of charge. Paid in full. No premiums to pay. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shalt be saved. That's what Jesus Christ told you to do. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call on his name today, believing in your heart in Jesus Christ understanding that you do not have to pay for your sins in hell 
because Jesus Christ already paid for it. He suffered, he bled, he died on the cross in a cruel manner for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God to save your soul from hell because of the sins you committed. And all you have to do is believe in him. No church membership, no beautiful church building is necessary. No money, because you don't have enough money to pay for this in the first place. It doesn't matter how much money you give to the church, that means nothing. Saying in the choir, uh, you say you went to the church for 37 years every Sunday faithfully, does not mean a thing. You, you're going to go and you're going to die and go to hell if you're depending on that. Baptismal uh, service and getting baptized cannot save you. I got baptized at the age of 12. I went down a dry center, came up a wet center, the same old person on my way to a uh, devil's hell, and I knew it. I mean, I knew that I was not saved. I didn't know I was going to hell because nobody told me about hell. I didn't know I was going to hell. Just like you don't know you're going. That's why I'm telling you. You know why I preach on hell every day? Because I guess I'm still angry. Nobody told me. I almost died and went to hell myself. I don't know. Maybe I'm still upset about that. But but in the but it, but but in the true sense, I do it because God told me to do it. I do because I don't want anybody to be like me, almost going to hell, and didn't even know I was going to hell. Thought I was okay because my mother then made me go to church. But I knew I was not okay deep down in my soul. That's why God had me to pray, Lord, please show me the light. Basically saying to me, these people don't have the light, son. <laughs> I, I'm telling you the truth. Before I got saved, my prayer was, God, please show me the light. Why would I pray like that? God put it in my spirit to pray. And he basically said on the flip side of that, these people don't have the light. Your daddy does not have it, your, even though he's a preacher. Your mother does not have it, even though she's a preacher. They, they, I, knew, I knew they didn't have it because they never showed me. They tried with what they had, had passed down to them and their traditions. The mourner's bench, calling Jesus' name a million times. That's not how you get saved. And I knew it wasn't. Getting baptized was not it. Being in church all day long. We were in church all day. My black folk back in those days, we didn't have a problem being in church all day long. Sunday school. Morning worship, which lasted till two, going on three. Then food on the ground for a singing service at 3 or 3.30 or 4. And then be back for BTU at 6. Are you kidding me? And we were members of the least fire church to this day. Because, you know, black folks, don't they, don't they don't end the membership. They just go to the next church. So how about it, dear friend? Are you ready to get saved from hell? 
believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, who paid your sin debt. Call on his name. For the Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let's pray right now the sinner's prayer. Mean it from your heart as you pray. Be sincere. Don't pray it at all. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner as the preacher brought out. And that I have repeatedly done evil in your sight down through the years. I understand, Lord, that I deserve to go to hell to burn forever. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul, a sinner. And please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ sitting at your right hand. Who suffered, bled, and died for my sins. Was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that you would come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. Change me from the inside out. Help me to truly repent of all of my sins. And help me to turn from my unrighteous, ungodly lifestyle. And help me to follow you, Lord Jesus Christ, in the newness of life. For it is in your holy name, Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ and you prayed that prayer with me, the sinner's prayer, congratulations on doing the most important thing in your life. I assure you that you will never regret it. And if you want to grow uh, in the faith and become a strong Christian disciple, Read my book, free of charge, titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. And that little book will help you get started. Also, uh, you can go to Go Gospelite Society to read that book. It's a free download, gospelitesociety.com or... Uh, Gospel Light House of Prayer <clears throat> uh, dot com and it will help you to grow in the faith and become a strong Christian disciple. Also email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com 
uh, and let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you and send you some information that will help you to grow in the faith and be the Christian that God wants you to be. Also, dear friend, if you have a prayer request, please send that in to us as well. And we will pray for you until you tell us to stop or until we die. We pray for many people and have done so uh, for many years. And we'll pray for you as well and add you on to the list. Uh, my daughter, uh, Danielle Elizabeth Love White. My youngest daughter will get that information to you and uh, uh, and add you to the prayer list as well. Okay? So, uh, what we're going to do right now is resume our service, the standing between the living and the dead service, uh, already in progress, if you will. So, for those of you who just prayed that prayer, you just got saved by believing in Jesus Christ. That's the only way you can get saved. Uh, this will be your first Bible study. Turn in your Bibles, if you have it. Uh, friends and family sitting with the new converts, show them your Bible. Because the greatest thing that uh, you can do for a new convert is, for, is to help them see the Word of God. Uh, and, and pastors and uh, ministers and servant, uh, servants uh, in churches and ministries around the world, make sure you give them a Bible. Malachi chapter 3, verse 13. Your words have been stout against me, saith the Lord. That's how so many churches are today. Yet ye say, what have we spoken so much against thee? Dear friends, I just read in your hearing Malachi chapter 3 verse 13. Now here is the sense of it. Here is the understanding of it. With the help of the Holy Ghost of God and with the help of the Bible knowledge commentary of Dallas Theological Seminary. In contrast with the blessings the Lord extended to Israel, the sixth oracle charged the people with speaking harsh things against the Lord. Some harsh things are being said against the Lord today. It just came out this morning that over half, well over half of so-called evangelicals do not believe the Bible is the word of God. You're being cooked like a frog, Christian people. All of this is orchestrated. All of this is by design. There are people higher up 
in the evangelical circles who have sold Jesus and the church down the river. They are Judases. They have been paid off. And I don't care who likes it. None of this stuff can happen like this without uh, intentionality. Uh, intentionality. This, this has been done intentionally, rather, on purpose, by design, orchestrated, and I believe money, millions of dollars, have been paid out to the Judases among us to, for this to happen. Anyway, this was more than a contrast in tone for the people's harsh words contradicted the promises reaffirmed in verses 10 through 12. Again, typical of Malachi's style, the spirituality, or rather the spiritually insensitive people were portrayed as ignorant of the sin. They asked God, what have we said against you? See, in that, that, that little statement right there also sends forth a spirit of we don't trust you about what you're saying. We are questioning you back about your accusations against us. Like we have the, uh, uh, we have the uh, right to do so. What are you talking about, Lord? Uh, we have, I mean, what are you saying about us? Here, accusing us of doing this. We don't know anything about it. I do believe there are people in this world who claim to be saved, who have lost their minds, just like the people here in Malachi. And so, ladies and gentlemen, let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, I praise you and thank you for this magnificent time together around your holy gospel and your holy word. I pray that millions would hear the gospel and be saved and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ by the power of your Holy Ghost, by the power of your holy gospel. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and forsake. Amen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we turn to our family segment. We turn to what I call the family verses. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 22 and allow me to say something here that God gave me this morning. And I want you to hear this and understand this. Now, is it going to be popular? No. Are most people going to like it? No. <clears throat> but it's still true. Contrary to what the world and the American way <clears throat> says, there's no such thing as a two-headed monster. Nowhere. Well, you can try to do that and try to run things by committee and all of that. You're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to move forward. You're not going to progress. And the people behind you are going to accuse you of bottlenecking and holding them up. Because there's no clear direction. There's no clear leadership. 
Why is it that we don't have two presidents? One Republican, one Democrat, one and uh, how about three independent? And they run the country that way. That's just not the way things are set up. People. Why is it that we don't have uh, multiple CEOs and multiple presidents and multiple founders? It doesn't work that way. Somebody is in charge. Okay? On your job, somebody is in charge. We want it to be that way because we want order and we don't want confusion about what we're doing. Oh, but in the home, it's supposed to be the husband, the wife, a co- and, and, and watch this now. Look what the devil has done to the evan sweet evangelical church. And to churches in general. The wife is the co-pastor. Uh, she's not. In the home. The uh, husband and wife has, they have equal power. And the children go back and forth and use the parents against one another. No, no, no. It's not supposed to be that way. You can try that foolishness. It's not going to work. If you don't do things God's way regarding the family, the church, and even government, the three great institutions of God... It's not working, Jack. That's why nothing is working today. The family is jacked up. The church is jacked up from the family. And the government in, 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 in the country is jacked up from the family, from the church, and uh, now in the government. As one woman said recently, and I agree with her. The church does not follow the government. The church tells the government what to do. I'm, listen to me, because God's calling upon my life and I, by the grace of God, uh, as a prophet to the nations and to this nation, and I don't even say stuff like that because so-called false prophets have misused it. It ain't worth a flip. I, I don't even use titles and things like that, but I know what God has called me to do. Understand, my dear friend. I am over the president. I tell the president what to do. I tell the queen what to do. Okay? They may not like it. I tell the prime minister what to do. Whoever he is. And I magnify my office. By the grace of God. Now, where do I get that authority from? I get it from God. I'm over pastors of churches. I tell pastors what to do and what not to do. It's up to them whether or not they do it. I don't relish that. I'm not in, uh, in this for that. That means nothing to me as far as being over somebody. I just do what I have to do to try to help the church move forward and to get out of the ditch these false prophets, uh, blind leading the blind, have driven us into. Okay, so what I want to say to you is this, that in your family, we need somebody, hello, hear me good, we need somebody to say, you know what, clean that up, 
Hello lights. Amen lights. God bless you. Huh? Somebody needs to be an authority to say to somebody, wash them dishes. Clean this table up. Sweep the floor. Now in most homes, you got the wife over the husband telling him to do it. Uh, now let her have something to eat. Go on and make yourself a sandwich. Go on and you fix your food yourself. Honey, the baby stinks. Uh, the baby needs to be changed. Well, you change her. You change her. See, all of that. See, I never changed a diaper. My wife and I had seven children together. I never changed a one, not one diaper. Not one diaper or one pamper. You said, you, you, you made your wife change the children with diapers in these mountains? Yes, I did. When we didn't have a whole lot of money, I went down to uh, a store and got some diapers. Real diapers, the kind I had, I guess, when I was in a, a youngster, when I was a, uh, a baby. Did it kill her? No, but she acted like she was about to die. And I may have used it sometime for punishment. I don't know. <laughs> but somebody's got to be in the household who tells people what to do. Especially when they don't want to do it on their own. And it needs to be done. You understand me? The family has to move forward. Somebody needs to be in charge to move it forward. As I said in the American way, life, probably 60, 70, 80% of the family, the wife controls everything, controls the husband. The household, the children, the money, and she tells them what how it's going to be. That has not that was not the case with me and my family. I ran the show by the grace of God from day one all the way up until now. He said, "Well, you know, preacher, I just get tired of having to tell my wife everything, and uh, I get tired of having to tell my adult children, my teenage children, this, that, and the other." Who told you to get tired? You have a job to do, man. Do your job. Whether they do everything they're supposed to do or not, you've got to do your job before God because you're going to answer to God. Whether or not you didn't do your job. And now watch this now. You're going to answer to God. And God's going to deal with them right now. If you do your job. And he will deal with them in the present and in the future. And he's already dealt with some of them. You do your job and you pray and you give it to God and you just keep on doing your job. No matter what kind of attitude they get, I don't care nothing about that. So that's what's wrong with some of you husbands now. You don't move forward and do your job because you are so concerned about your wife being happy. Mm -mm. I don't care about my wife being happy. Because she should bring happiness to the table through Jesus. There's no happiness outside of Jesus, man. There's no happiness, there's no joy, there's no cheerfulness outside of Jesus Christ. Okay? Same thing for your sad and defeated and mad children. Who look like somebody stole their apple or candy. You can't get caught up in the faces. You can't get caught up in their depression and sadness. If they are saved, 
they should be cheerful and joyful and happy and they will and 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 they need to learn that no matter where you move to or where you go or what new thing comes in your life after a while by and by it's going to get old and it's not going to make them happy it's not going to make them cheerful it's not going to make them joyful the only somebody my beloved who can sustain that is jesus the christ vertical marriage it's all about god and jesus Another thing I tell my family is if you don't focus focus on what God and Jesus did in our lives and how he kept us busy serving him, you're not going to appreciate the family as you should. Because the only good thing about our family and the only good thing about your family should be Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit of God, the Word of God. And all of the blessings he bestowed upon us in spite of ourselves. Okay? Somebody needs to be in charge. Now, if you, sir, if you want your wife to be in charge over you, then that's your business. Go ahead. But don't be questioning anything because you let her be in charge. You, you put her in charge over you and over the children. And over the, and don't say nothing. Because uh, that's going to lead to what? An argument between you. Because she has power over you. My wife and I do not have arguments. Not, not going to be any arguments. I have never had any arguments with my children. Because I'm in charge. No arguments. And I've taught them, do not argue with your superior officer. Do not argue with the police officer. Do not uh, argue with uh, people on the job over you. Or you will be jobless. We don't. Uh, I taught them not to be that way. We're not arguing over nothing. I'm in charge. What I say goes. And if you don't like it or you don't think it's right, you take that up with God. See? That's how you have peace in your home. You say, do you have peace in your I have peace. I have peace in my heart, mind, soul, and spirit. And I'm going to have peace around me. Because I don't have a problem uh, telling my wife, get thee behind me, Satan. Woman, I have no problem, and, and that means shut up, don't say anything. But yes, sir, that's it. Oh, that doesn't sound so romantic, uh, it's way more romantic than what you think. And uh, uh, because if you don't have order like that going on, you can't even get to sex and romance. You know, why? by the way, some of you folks, listen, I, I thought about you the other day. Some of you folks, which is over 80% of you people, here's what you practice in your marriage of hell. The silent treatment. I saw my mother try that with my father, and it worked. I heard my dad one night say, Shirley, you know, you, you can't keep the pee in your pocket. He used a, a, a word, a common word for the vagina. That's what he told me. I mean, that's what he told her. They were walking back into the bedroom. Their bedroom was right across from mine. It was late at night. Bishop White said, uh, <laughs> you can't. <laughs> but see, here's the problem. She was, she, she was doing the silent treatment on him. 
So here's the problem with silent treatment. You people can't you can't get jiggy with it if you're doing the silent treatment. What you gonna say? Mm. Huh? <laughs> you're on a silent treatment. How can you have sex together, any decent sex together, and you and, and, and y'all doing the silent treatment? That's childish. That's stupid. You can't you got to say some things. The man got to say some things to the woman to get jiggy with it and get down with it and get busy. Huh? And you doing the silent she do she putting the silent treatment on you. Somebody better be talking and it better be you. Cause you got to have it. She might need it, but you got to have it right now. Okay, so don't don't let her do that to you. You're in charge. Don't let her do the silent treatment. You talk it up. You talk. Communicate. Okay, Ephesians five twenty two. Wives submit yourselves unto your own husbands. Wives submit yourselves unto your own husbands, as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Why did God say that he is the savior of the body? Because the husband is kind of like a savior to the wife and to the children. Dr. John MacArthur talked about this some time ago. That young men ought to go ahead and, and save some women. I mean, save a wife, save a woman, and, and, and give her something to do. Give her the life that God wants her to have in serving Him and serving her children and keeping busy, keeping the house clean, that kind of thing, man. Saving you from a life of uh, whoring around, masturbating, looking at pornography, depression, wondering why you're not married, and your girlfriend's getting married, and you're, and you're always a, uh, a maid, of, uh, maid of honor, or whatever they call yourself. Huh? You, you know, listen to me. You know, my wife is right here. You know, and I've told her this. You know the greatest thing that one of the I mean some of the one of the greatest things I ever did for my wife is to keep her busy. See, you don't understand something about your wife, sir. They are built, they are designed, they are wired to serve you and to serve their children and to keep house. And if you don't work with her on that and, and, and help her to understand that then you're going to have a, a miserable puppy on your hands. See, I've seen my wife move from the doldrums of depression or sadness or whatever as soon as I told her I want you, I want you to do these three things. Wash the dishes, mop the floor, and then I told her this morning something she's never done before. 
Oh, I can't. I, I don't believe I can do that. She washed me out a shirt, the shirt I have on right now, by hand. And uh, oh, she has access to a washing machine and all that. Uh, but I, uh, uh, I didn't want to even want to deal with that and and do, go through that at this point. But I said, here's what I want you to do. I need for you to wash me a shirt and hang it up. And then we went somewhere and, I, and we came back. I said, you know what? I want you to do something that you've never done before. I've never actually do it before. I want you to iron, iron the shirt dry. And I knew she was going to, you know, do her little, uh, uh, frowning up face thing. I said, I, I said, get the iron, get the iron board, and iron this shirt dry. So now, now I, I, I know it can be done. I knew it could be done because I've, I've seen my mother do it. But she, she didn't think it could be done. See, I said, just do it. I, here's, I said, here's what I said to her. Just iron it until it's dry. And she ironed it until it was dry. No problem. Okay? And I, so I want to tell your husband, if you marry your wife, you marry your wife, she has to put out. I've told my daughters this, if you're not, you don't want to do this, you don't want to serve a man and serve your children and, 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 and keep your house clean and fix great scrumptious meals for your husband and children on time, not making them wait all day long to get a meal and they got to throw something together and all that kind of foolishness, then don't get married. And I think one of my daughters, she's taking my advice, both my oldest daughters have taken my advice so far. And she's in a position to help her other siblings now. Meaning, they go on mission trips, they go to Belize, they go to Jamaica land, or Jamaica land, they go to India, they go all around the world, like their father did, serving the Lord, China, and they may, they may, they, they may take my advice, because I mean, most of these men today are sorry, I, I don't want you to marry a sorry man and he's going to le leech off of you and pinch off of you and all that. I'd rather you stay single and keep yourself pure so that you won't get all excited about having sex and all of that. Don't do that either. And so, uh, but if you're a wife, do your job. You'll be happier. Because you're fulfilling what God made you to do. If you're single, you don't have to do those things. Live as you please. Now, I don't tell men this. I believe a young man ought to marry a woman. In a hurry. I don't trust a man past 30 who's not married. And he does not have a girlfriend. Not a fake girlfriend. Like I believe Senator Booker. Had a show, showgirl. No, no, uh, uh, no. Uh, I mean, real girlfriend, man. Some of these men grab a girl because they, for political reasons, uh, so that they won't be uh, uh, proven to be a homosexual. 
No, I, I don't trust a man. Uh, I do not trust a man who does not have a woman for real, a woman. I don't want them working for me. I don't want them around me. Uh, but a woman who's single and she's maintaining herself, I can deal with that. Because I wouldn't, if I was a woman, I would not get married to these sorry men today. You got to build a man and and, and, and all of that. So, as far as I'm concerned, I pray that they would keep on going, and particularly in this day and time, keep on going the way they're going. As long as they're not lesbians, as long as they're not trying to fulfill some kind of sexual need with uh, Bo Peep somewhere, stuff like that. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let. So let. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Let it be, honey child. If he says he wants pizza and you don't want pizza, let it be. Just enjoy the pizza. Let it be, let it be, let it be, oh, let it be. I whisper words of wisdom, let it be. All right, folks, let's close out, let's pray and close out the service. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for all married people that they would do it your way and not their way. And Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of all families that don't know your Savior. And uh, we pray for all families that do. That, and we pray that you would lead God and direct them to your Holy Word and to obey your Holy Word. And Holy Father God, I praise you and thank you for the privilege to preach your Holy Gospel so clearly, so powerfully so wonderfully by your grace and by the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for giving me the ability to do so and the privilege to do so. And Holy Father God, we pray now, uh, Lord, for the salvation of the lost in the millions, the revival of the saved, the healing of the sick, the comfort of the grieving. I pray to you, Lord, because I still believe in you and I still believe in your Holy Word. And I believe in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe in the power of your Holy Spirit and that all things are possible with you. And I believe in your Holy Word that says, Ask and ye shall receive. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. And Holy Father God, by your grace I walk by faith and not by sight or feeling. And I give you the glory, praise, and honor for that. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Lord, I pray that for, rather I pray for all people who name the name of Jesus Christ. Have mercy and grace upon us and please forgive us of our wicked sins of disobeying 
your great commandment and your great commission. It is clear as day for each and every one of us. We all know it, but we have not obeyed it, and we're not obeying it today. For we have failed you, we have failed Jesus Christ, we have failed our families, our churches, our governments, and the world, because we've disobeyed you. And we all know it, and so Lord, I pray that you'll have mercy and grace upon each and every one of us. Please forgive us of our sins, our faults, and our failures, and help us to truly repent. Help us, Holy Father God, as well, humble ourselves and pray, and seek your face, and turn from our wicked ways, and repent of our sins, and to get back to you, our first love, Lord Jesus. Our first love is you. And so, Holy Father God, many of us can remember those days of the first love. They were absolutely magnificent. It's akin to the innocent and pure-hearted child who uh, wanted to serve the Lord even though they could not do some things, but they were willing, and they broke their hearts when they could not do certain things. They were so eager. Well, that's how we were when we first got saved. We were not ashamed. And so, Lord, help us to get back to that, our first love. For that's what you, that's what you want. That's what you have stated. And Holy Father God, we pray for all people who are in the ministry of government. From the president on down, Lord, we know that you can change the heart of the leader. We pray for the salvation of all people who are in the ministry of government, even some who are church-going. And Lord, uh, revive those who are truly saved, who have compromised. Cast the devil and the demons of hell out of each and every one of them who has that problem. Lead God and direct them so that we can lead peaceful and quiet lives. Lord, I'm thankful to you for our police officers and sheriffs and so forth in our town. Uh, for, Lord, uh, they keep order and peace. And uh, uh, we give you the glory, praise, and honor for this peaceful and quiet town in which we live. I pray that you'll keep it that way. For everybody thought Highland Park uh, up in Chicago was like that. God cast out the demons of hell out of the people who live in this city, in this county, in this state, in this country, and around the globe. For Lord, we've almost had 365 mass shootings already in one year. And it's only 365 days in the year. God help us. And so, Holy Father God, help the police officers, help the sheriffs, help the constables to do their job well. Rebuke and bind the devil, his demons and his hosts, from them and from the people in the country. And Holy Father God, we also pray... that you would protect all of your Christian people who are being persecuted by devilish people in Nigeria, in China, in America, and around the globe. And Holy Father God, I do pray 
that you would grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit for our trying times and our dying times. And Holy Father God, we pray, Lord, for the millions of people who are, pardon me, Lord, millions of people who are still hurting from the coronavirus plague, pardon me, Lord, plague around the world, going on three years now. And we pray that you'll comfort the millions of families, but we pray for some families by name. We pray for the family and friends of Germany resident Mo Ayed Mansour. We pray for the family and friends of Georgia resident William Aidan Wright. We pray for the family and friends of Oklahoma resident Katie Jones. We pray for the family and friends of Alabama resident Worcester Rutledge. We pray for the family and friends of Albanian resident Alkita Shala. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the prayer requests that have come in and Lord, the thousands of other prayer requests down through the years. We pray for them still. We pray for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon them all. Help them to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith. And Lord, protect them from the coronavirus plague. And help them to continue to pray for themselves and help us to pray for them. And we pray these same blessings plus the specific requests regarding Pastor Bushibi. We do join him in thanking you for the new church founded in Bondini. Thank you, Lord, for the successful leadership meeting in Bungoma. Thank you, Lord, for the soul saved at Sister Belia's funeral. Please heal Timothy completely and provide for his family. Please heal Melanie's eyes, completely provide for her uh, the contact lenses she needs. Please bless the women's seminar. Please comfort the family of Sister Tabitha after her death. We pray for Naeem, please remove the coronavirus from the world and provide all people living on daily wages with the necessities of life that they need. And Holy Father God, we pray, uh, Lord, for all of these prayer requests. And Lord, we pray uh, that... that provide Naeem's ministry uh, with all that they need to do ministry, supplies to even help others. We pray for Linda. Please heal Linda's cognitive abilities and remembrance and reading. Please bless her with abundance uh, in friendships and other uh, things in life that she needs. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for all of the people on the prayer list, thousands of folks uh, who uh, still need some of the things uh, they asked for, and uh, at the same time they're thankful for what they got, and they're waiting on you. Let your will be done.
And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ also uh, for all of the people who have gotten saved by your grace, by listening to uh, the preaching of the gospel through this ministry that goes all around the world by your grace and by your miraculous power. And Lord, we pray that you'll help them to stand strong in the faith and to grow in the faith. We pray for Sosa, Abdullah, John, Arif, and Norella. We also pray for the people who have recommitted their lives to you. Lord, by the preaching of the whole counsel of God that they have heard in countries around the world, we pray for Jose, Duabichi, Savannah, Diana, and Aluchi. We commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray. And for a sake. Amen. Dear friends, if the Lord should tarry is coming, I'll be back in about three or four hours to preach God's word once again. Thank you for being with us uh, today. And uh, uh, we give God the glory for all that he has done in this service. And none of us will ever know fully what God has done through the preaching of his gospel and the preaching of his word in meetings like this. Uh, please include us on your prayer list. Also, if God has blessed you, and only if God has blessed you with uh, finances in abundance, and you are covered, and your family is taken care of, please um, share with us. Uh, if nothing else but $7, it would be greatly appreciated. Some can give 70 Some can give 700 Some can give 7000 and uh, uh, or 70000 uh, Let God lead you, guide you, and direct you. Uh, we need, uh, particularly during these times, all of the help we uh, can get. Uh, to continue to preach the gospel around the world, minister the people around the world, preach the whole counsel of God around the world. Now you go and enjoy a wonderful uh, afternoon, su Sunday afternoon meal. There's nothing like it when you've been in church. And, uh, and Lord willing, we'll see you later on this evening. If the Lord Taras is coming and we live, and uh, God gives me the strength, Let's all stand for prayer. Holy Father God, help your people to pray without ceasing, to keep their hearts and minds stayed on you by praying without ceasing, praying always, continuing instant in prayer, and help them to meditate on the preached word that they received already. Help them to read your holy word themselves and help couples to pray together and to uh, pray with their families as well. For the family that prays together stays together, no doubt. And Lord, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and for his sake, give me the strength to come back and to preach once again this evening. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. As the music plays, my dear friend, God bless you. Until next time.